Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, it's a very special edition of the Supercoach 365 podcast coming to you on game day, of course, State of Origin tonight, the third and final game. The series is already wrapped up, but we're here to talk through that and all of the action of round 18 as well. Ryan Selvage, once again, joined by Tommy Hudson. Tommy, uh, Origin tonight, what are you looking forward to most? You know, Ryan, uh, look, honestly, it's more of a hope than a, I guess, a prediction. I'm just hoping for a closer game. Uh, I think in game two, I sort of predicted that and won the score, but it was closer than 50 to 6, but it really wasn't. It was a, it was a one-sided contest, but I think with the return of Caelan Ponga, Queensland get a bit of an attacking flare back and uh, with probably you can't imagine this Wales will be as hungry as they've been in the first two games with their two leading halves out I do think we'll get a closer contest yeah we'll talk a little bit more origin a little bit later on but uh, before we do that uh, we'll get into our review of round 17 I do say this we're coming to you on game day we're actually recording on Tuesday night uh, the 13th of July so we will go through here round 17 and round 18 as well uh, we'll get through our best bets as well later on in the podcast for topsport.com.au. Two of those three landed last week. Tommy, we backed AJ to get a double. That's just about a sure thing most weeks, uh, in 2021 at least. Uh, Joey Manu crossed for a try against the Bulldogs any time, but the man who let us down on Thursday night, Morgan Harper, in that shock loss to the Raiders, the Seagulls went down. Uh, how did you see that one, mate? Um, obviously, it was a, a surprise result with the bookies, but I don't know, Manly, without Tommy Turbo, they're a different team altogether, aren't they? Yeah, they definitely are, and it was kind of, I suppose, reminiscent of the start of the year when they missed him and they lost their first four. I suppose that they beat the Cowboys by 50 a few weeks back without Turbo. Kind of give, gave punters confidence that Manly could do it the other night, but uh, credit to my Raiders. I think they played pretty well, played to the conditions, good kicking game, and kind of just took the Manly fast backs out of the game, and they just grinded their way to a win. Yep, uh, they were pretty impressive. So too were the Rabbitohs on Friday night against the Cowboys in Newcastle. Uh, super coaches would have tossed and turned a little bit whether to captain AJ or Cody Walker. In the end, it didn't matter. They both scored 130 points each. And Tane Milne just pipped them with 131. So a big night out for the South Swingers. But 
they're just the red hot team south when they have the ball and it's all clicking uh, they're going to be a real force come the back end of the year aren't they yeah absolutely and I think you mentioned Tane Milne there everyone knows the the prolific nature of the south's left hand side but Tane Milne on the right I think he scored at least five tries in his past three games it could even be six but it just shows that they're actually pretty potent on the right side as well so they're looking pretty good going into the back end of the year speaking of finding some form uh, Jason Tamalolo scored 84 points last week of course um, had a big hand in that try finished off by Shane Wright eventually but uh, that line bust, those tackle busts, it just shows you that Tamalolo he can uh, still produce performances and scores that we know he's very much capable of. Yeah, he looked pretty good the other night, like he said, uh, was involved in that early early try, had a line break. Uh, but look, I want to see a bit more from him before I start rushing him into my team, but like definitely good signs. Played 57 minutes, that's about on par what he's played the rest of the year, but hopefully we can see that minute count inch up as the year goes on. The Roosters too good for the Bulldogs at Bankwest and that was the result we expected. The margin probably a little bit closer than what we uh, would have thought before a ball was kicked. Overall, it was a wet night out there at Parramatta and Supercoach scores reflected that Matt Ikevalu top scored, I think, in the match with just 83. So um, in years gone by, that would have been you know pretty ha- uh, pretty handy and a fair score in terms of a high score uh, in the match. But uh, Josh Jackson, solid in defeat for the Doggies as well with 74. When he's playing in the middle with that number 13 on his back, he's just a workhorse. Uh, and we saw that again last week. And rounding us out last week, of course, the Sharks, uh, too good for the Warriors, whose ill-discipline cost them in the end. A stat here before we talk too much uh, Supercoach from that match, but just an interesting stat I found. Errors plus penalties conceded at the weekend, 21 the Warriors. Uh, that was the most of any team. And to put that into perspective, Souths had just nine. So the Warriors, they were playing off the back foot uh, down there at Cogra. Braden Trindle crossed for a try on his birthday. He scored 84. Tommy, I want to talk about Sean Johnson. He's owned by 20% of super coaches, and a lot would have brought him in for that round 17 match. Uh, scored just 51, and he was a little bit disappointing, I must say, in that Sharks team, which just looked a little bit clunky in the wet. Yeah, look, I think maybe his score is disappointing on paper, but I'd have to disagree about his performance. I thought he was the best player on the park by a considerable way. I think if the Warriors had Johnson in their team, they would have won that, but he just controlled the game for the Sharks. It wasn't really a game for the playmakers, kind of a wet day, clunky game, as you said, but... um. Yeah, I thought he did a decent job. I do think it was a bit concerning that he didn't take the goal kicks. I think that dragged down the score as well. But there was whispers before the game that he was injured. So perhaps that accounts for that. And hopefully we see him taking the goals uh, this weekend. Yeah, a man who we would have expected to be kicking a few more goals uh, last week, maybe, was Cody Nikarima. He scored just seven points uh, a few weeks ago. He looked a viable option uh, in the wake of Nathan Cleary's injury, but uh, that's seven. It's going to drag down that average, which was hovering around 70, and that was, in fact, the lowest score of any player in round 17. So if you did well to avoid Cody Nikarima and our advice that we trotted out a few weeks ago, uh, congratulations to you. Uh, Tommy, Cody Nikarima now not kicking goals as well uh, with Reese Walsh back on deck. You think he's probably not a viable option there in the halves for super coaches? Yeah, well, it's pretty crazy how a week can change everyone's opinion. But you, yeah, it's hard to sell him now. I, I had to hard to sorry sell his prospects now. Um, I'd want to sell him if I owned him. Uh, yeah, I think the Warriors. They just you mentioned that word clunky before. They they're so clunky. They have too many. I guess cooks in the kitchen you could say they got Walsh they got RTS who keeps coming in off the wing they got Nick Arima and I'm not sure that Sean O'Sullivan helps the mix either so yeah maybe avoid Cody that's uh, about it for us in round 17 Uh, pretty disappointing week to be fair for us we kind of took the L we conceded 
that we were probably going to see red arrows last week, Tommy. Uh, my score last week, just 607, which was well down, uh, even on scores that I expected to see from last week. Plenty of scores in the 800, 900s as well. Uh, that sees me drop down to the top 2%. How did you finish up at the end of uh, the Origin affected round? Uh, not terrible. It was top 9%, 724. Still top 6% overall for the for the total score, but uh, yeah, a long way off the pace, but I'm glad just to see eight games a week for the rest of the year and try to claw my way back. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, um, that was really obvious last weekend, wasn't it? Especially given the lockdown in Sydney and I guess rugby league is just that beacon of hope come Thursday afternoon or Thursday evening. Usually it'll be a Friday kickoff for the NRL this week, but um, yeah, a little bit disappointing last week, and yeah, he's hoping that we can see a full round of footy uh, for the remainder of the competition. Let's get into our talking points now, Tommy. We'll move on to, I guess we'll cast the eyes forward for round 18 and beyond, and a big thank you to everyone who's got these in again at Supercoach365. You can do it on a Tuesday morning. Uh, there are plenty to get through here. Well, there was plenty, but we've picked out maybe the best four or five of these. Uh, the first one, this is a good one. DX Montages asks, the best buys for the run home. Uh, we've spoken of trades every week on this podcast, Tommy, but can you single out maybe one or two players that you don't have in your team at the moment that you may be looking to get in uh, for rounds 18 and beyond? Yeah, well, probably one that came come to mind first was uh, Kalen Ponga. I currently own Turbo and Latrell, and I'm not like not unhappy with that combination, but just looking at Ponga, the way he played against the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago, hopefully getting back to full fitness after Origin Wednesday, I just think uh, he's a pretty good option to buy, 88 average, and a big selling point, owned by just 2%. So he's a good sort of point of difference there if you can get him early. Uh, I think the Knights have a pretty good run home with Pierce Fit as well, so they might combine well. And, yeah, Kalen Ponga looks a big one. Yeah, you mentioned that score against the Cowboys, 96 he put together. I think he had a hand in two tries, scored two of his own, and that was without goal kicking in a match where they scored maybe six, seven tries. So you throw on another, uh, do the maths quickly, 24 or 28 points potentially that's then a score of 120 or thereabouts for Kalen Ponga so most certainly mixing it up with the likes of uh, Pappenhausen and Tommy Travojevic on their days respectively. Uh, one I found here that I really like is uh, Damian Cook. Now I'm going to finish the season with Reed Marnie uh, and Jaden Braley there at the backups. I just think Marnie was just a more solid pick here but if you are looking to play a little bit left of field it's hard to look past Damian Cook because you know what he's capable of on his day. Uh, below his best he's been to this point in 2021, but you look at his scores to finish the year last year, and we'll just go through these uh, some of these now. The last seven games of last season, scores of 64, 93, 71, 69, 84, 71, and 46. So uh, that's a quick math there, upwards of 75, I think, that average. Um, so you know what he's going to be finishing or how he's going to be finishing this season. So to the Souths, um, Damian Cook, another. And I guess another one here that hasn't really been spoken of due to his injury in recent times is Josh Schuster. Tommy, you've got big raps on this kid, and he's arguably, I've said he arguably the best number six in Super Coach because he does play on an edge for Manly. Uh, he'll be back this week, and you know what he's going to churn out for the Seagulls, and hopefully uh, Super Coaches can reap the rewards of that. Yeah, I always sort of go back to that trial match at the start of the year. I Manly got absolutely pumped by Wes, which looks funny now given how the two teams have had their seasons. But Josh Schuster that day was a one-man team for Manly. And once he got a start for Dez in the first grade side at NRL level, uh, he was uh, he was really good. As you say, the scores speak for themselves. He surprised even me and I was a big fan of his, as I said. So look, I'm excited to see him come back in. I'm probably going to try 
find room for him. And yeah, he's a, he's a good uh, good shout from you for sure. Yeah, so currently in my team, at least, I've got um, Brad Arthur's son, Jacob, there. At, um, he was essentially enough at, at halfback. But if you are looking to bring in Schuster and you're playing with dual position players such as uh, Sean Johnson or Cody Nikarima, uh, potentially you can shift those uh, places around to find way for Josh Schuster in this team. Uh, one name that we haven't mentioned there is Ryan Pappenhausen and Jacob Wood76 asks us, is it worth saving trades for Ryan Pappenhausen uh, given the time frame on his return from injury is still a mystery? Uh, Tommy, your thoughts on Pappenhausen as a viable option at fullback? There's just so many uh, good players there in that number one slot. Yeah, I think you might have answered the question there when you say the amount of options in the fullback slot. We've already talked about a few in Turbo, Ponga, and Latrell. We haven't even mentioned probably the best player in the game for the past five years, James Tedesco. So it's such a deep spot. Um, obviously, Ryan Pappenhausen started the year, probably the best player in the in the Supercoach game. But coming back from such a long layoff, um, I don't know if I would be putting all my eggs in his basket. I think maybe go for possibly a safer option. Yeah, there's probably some question marks, not only around his fitness, but around his, um, I guess, his minutes that he's going to play as well with Nico Hines there and uh, Melbourne having the luxury of being able to rest Pappenhausen if they need to. Uh, Clubs such as uh, the Newcastle Knights with Ponga, you don't think that they'll be finding ways to rest Ponga at the back end of the season, which is going to be vital uh, not only in classic competitions, but also draft competitions as well, uh, depending on which one you've picked up towards the start of the year. NRL Supercoach Guns asks us, Curran and Mbai to David Fafida and Hayes Dunster or Josh Curran and Moses Mbai to Radley and Ramian. So I guess they're playing head-to-head matchups here and looking to finish off the year strong. The Supercoach Guns uh, reaching out to us for a little bit of advice. Tommy, if you had to make this trade, would you be selling Curran and Mbai for a proven gun in Fafida and a bit of a pun in Dunster? Or taking the safer option, maybe in going to Radley and Jesse Ramian of the Sharks. Uh, yeah, well, obviously they're playing with a little bit of financial constraint there. Uh, I'd be keen to get David Fafita in before anything else in that trade. Uh, Fafita versus Radley is just an absolute no-brainer. I think Radley is a bit overrated in terms of super coach. Uh, he got 58 the other night, but that was his second highest score of the year. And he's had so many scores below 50 and been around 30 a few times. So I think he's one to avoid. As for the other one, uh, Ramian, <clears throat> not a bad option. I think the Sharks have a good home, as everyone's expected, as everyone suggested. And Hayes Dunster, I'm probably avoiding him as well. He's scored very low despite starting in a hot Eels team. So there you go. Yeah, I don't know what the thinking is there around Dunster. Again, you mentioned the maybe it's a money option thing. Tommy's looking to find someone who's playing consistently uh, week to week uh, on a bit of a budget, but. Yeah, the big concern for mine is with Dunster and, you know, broader speaking, the Parramatta Reels is their final month. Um, from memory, they have a really, really tough run home. Uh, round 22, they play the Sea Eagles. Uh, not easy, that one at Brookvale. Uh, round 23, they take on the Cowboys. Yeah, an easier fixture, that one. But then they round out the year with matches against the Storm and the Panthers. So, yeah, another thing you have to consider in that. I agree with you there, Tommy, that for feeder is obviously the priority, but... Yeah, if you're looking more holistically there at that trade, maybe it is Radley and Ramian, the safer bet. Uh, last one here that we'll be able to get to tonight, we are on, uh, you mentioned financial constraints there, Tommy. We're a little bit bound by time here tonight. Uh, Cleary and Simonson to Ponga and Fafita. Uh, this one from Slip Rail 2. Uh, they've also made note here that they've only got two trades left. So they're going to finish the year here. 
uh, really, really early in terms of trades. Cleary and Simonton, Taponga and Fafita, would you do that? Well, I mean, it sounds good on paper, but I think with two trades left, I'd be only using one max this week. I wouldn't be using two at once because then you're going to have seven weeks without any trades and you get a couple of injuries and suspensions and your year's pretty much done. But uh, look, Simonson, he you should get rid of him. I think he's out for a month still. And we've already spoken about Ponga and Fafita being two of the best options to get in. Nathan Cleary, uh, I don't know. What's your thoughts on him? Have you heard anything lately? Yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure on where clear he's at. I think they're obviously um, hopeful and maybe a little bit confident that he will get back. But from speaking with people uh, in the mix who've had that injury before, they're not really, um, you know, too hopeful about Cleary's chances of actually making it back before or too long before the Supercoach finals at least uh, and if he is to come back before rounds 22 or after round 22 then obviously uh, you are playing with the best player in the game so you do have to make your mind up if you are willing to hold for that long um, again yeah only two trades left that is a big concern but Ponga and Fafita you'd think if Ponga can get through Origin unscathed and get back to the Knights and show his best then that could be a good move uh, that wraps us up for our talking points let's look ahead to round 18 now we'll talk all of our trades a little bit later on Tommy but uh, let's start with these matches which of course have been moved to uh, well, here, there, and everywhere on the southeast of Queensland. First match getting us underway on Friday night is the Titans and the Eels. This one at uh, Rabina Seabus Super Stadium. Uh, the Parramatta Eels will start the dollar fifty favourites here. They give away a six point start on topsport.com.au. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? Uh, very interesting round we've got coming up, and this one kicks us off. Yeah, I think it's a it's a hard round, as in there's so many factors to think about. First of all, with Origin, uh, like games like this played just two days after an origin it's find it hard to believe that a player like Tino could play two games in 48 hours uh, one of them being an origin match but I guess we wait and see the other factor being that all the players have moved interstate so it's going to be interesting to see how everyone responds to that uh, obviously all things being equal you'd go with the Eagles here but yeah tricky one Moses and Tino big ones to watch to see if they can back up yeah, one man who won't be backing up of course is David Fafita he was suspended from origin so uh, Titans fans, if they could, well, they're probably Queensland fans as well, to be fair, but Titans fans probably breathing a little sigh of relief that Fafita will turn out here for the Titans. He won't be rested. Uh, big inclusion for the Eels is Reed Marnie back this week. I really like that for the Eels. Um, I think he was one of the most uh, informed hookers to start the year. Underrated sort of player as well. He would have made his Queensland debut if not for an injury uh, on the cusp of uh, origin selection earlier in the year. You think the Eels get the job done in that yeah, one? Yeah, just mentioning Marnie there, and we spoke about some of the must-buy, I suppose, players going into the, the glory-bound rounds, if you will, but uh, Reed Marnie could be one of those. Average 70, just 460K, I think he looks a great option hooker. Yeah, a couple of question marks there over his minutes, uh, whether or not Joey Lussick will be, I guess, impacting upon that. But I'm happy to run with Marnie at, you know, to finish the year off. I think, as you said there, Tommy, uh, had a great average and he isn't too reliant on those creative or attacking stats. Uh, if he's playing big minutes, he's making plenty of tackles. And that short border junior Paulo at the line, it is very, very hard to stop as well. So he's every bit of chance to, to have a try assist here in there as well. Uh, it's Friday night also at Seabus Super Stadium, so a double header to kick us off here uh, at the Gold Coast on Friday night. The Manly Sea Eagles with Tommy Travojevic named, but we'll see how they run out. A dollar thirteen favourites against this 
bits and pieces Dragons team. They've been thrown together here given their COVID restrictions and the suspensions to come from that. Uh, 18 and a half start the Dragons are getting here. Uh, $1.90 on topsport.com.au. Yeah, massive start. I mean, I guess that's taking into consideration all the problems the Dragons have had, but sometimes you see teams bounce back from adversity and actually fire up. And if, if Manly don't run with Tommy Turbo, if he's carrying a little niggle, I think it's a line coming in a fair bit before kickoff. But uh, yeah, interesting to see how the Dragons go here. Obviously, no Matt Dufty, like you said. Zach Lomax is an interesting one. I think a lot of people own him at the start of the year and he's been MIA. And now he he might not be back for another month with all this COVID drama. Yeah, it's just one thing uh, to the next for the Dragons. It seemed to be a, just a tale of their season for the past three or four years now. Obviously, uh, Jack DeBellin's headlined the off-field dramas, but uh, yeah, they've picked it up in spades uh, following DeBellin's return here. I want to speak about Ruben Garrick in the case that uh, Tommy Turbo is arrested. Played fullback in that match against the Raiders. He was pretty underwhelming, I would have thought, not only from Supercoach uh, lens, but a couple of opportunities there where they let the ball bounce and uh, went the way of the Raiders. Scored just 51 Supercoach points last week. That was his lowest score uh, since that Round 8 match against the Panthers. So just shows you that uh, how disappointing Manly were across the board. But one of those names we mentioned uh, countless times last week, Tommy, Ruben Garrick, he was almost, uh, well, I had him down as one of the Supercoach players of the year, if not the player of the year, but uh, 51 in that game against the Raiders last week. Probably just a bit of a reality check check uh, for everyone there yeah I guess so but like we answer our own question really with him with that turbo was out I know I know he got a hundred last time turbo was out but we, I don't think we could expect that to be to happen every time 51 isn't a great score but it's also not a Cody Nicarima seven <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah they could be far worse flaws than 51 you're right uh, next game geez it's a footy festival at Seabus uh, Super Stadium uh, the Raiders and the Sharks also on the Gold Coast this one Saturday afternoon 3pm kickoff the Sharks $1.63 favourites they give away three and a half start $1.90 each of two there and uh, the Sharks, this is almost a must-win game for them if they are really to consolidate that win against the Warriors last week. So too the Raiders. Uh, they, they'll be looking to bank the two points here. Uh, two sides coming off wins, albeit in different circumstances last week. But, yeah, the vital two points up for grabs here on the Gold Coast. Yeah, well, they talk about four-pointers at this time of the year. I suppose this is one of those. This is a very important game for both teams. Uh, as a passionate Raiders fan, I'll be pretty nervous on Saturday afternoon watching this one. But um, hopefully we can get the two points or four points. Uh, I do think Sean Johnson here, as I mentioned before, I'd love to see him take the kicking tee and uh, boost his points total for Supercoach, that's for sure. Again, Braden Trindle named in the halves to partner Johnson. So... An interesting one there, given Moylan, uh, again, expected to miss the match. Uh, Moylan not even named in the 21, so he won't figure on Saturday afternoon. Uh, also, his opposite number, though, Jack Whiten, the Blues 5'8", he's named to back up here. So uh, Raiders fans such as yourself, Tommy, will be crossing their fingers that uh, Jack gets through that match unscathed. Jared Croker again in the centres and Xavier Savage at fullback. Probably had limited opportunities last week, Savage. You mentioned his speed, Tommy, last week here on the podcast. Um dry track up there on the Gold Coast. Maybe we'll get a glimpse of that on the weekend. Yeah, 100%. I think last week, didn't really get to see much of him. It was was sort of a wet, close, gritty game. Uh, Favoured sort of getting repeat sets and whatnot. But this week, like you said, Gold Coast against a team really not renowned for the defence in the Sharks. So you could see a bit more of him. We spoke of Reid Marnie before and mentioned Damien Cook as well. Uh, Is Josh Hodgson a name, you know, kind of floating under the radar, do you think, here? He's just... He's probably done well to hold out Tom Starling, and Starling's been a shadow of his 2020 self this season. 
Uh, Starling scored a good try last week, but Hodgson just showing that versatility for the Raiders in that in that middle third, uh, moving from that uh, number nine position to more of a floating ball playing type role. Scored 64 points last week in that match against uh, the Seagulls. So showing, despite his uh, aging legs, that he can still have a big impact. Yeah, last week was his best game for a long time. I thought he dominated that match, um, and it showed in Supercoach with a decent score of 64. That was even with Starling coming on. They both played in tandem, like you sort of mentioned there. I wonder if the return of Jack Whiten maybe reduces Hodgson's involvement, but I'm not sure. I'd like to see Hodgson get more involved, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And if you think uh, the Raiders are going to get the two points there, uh, you would expect Hodgson to have his fingerprints over everything that the Raiders are doing uh, quite well. Saturday afternoon or late or into the evening, of course, uh, the Cowboys hosting the Roosters up there at Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville. They will start the long outsiders here, $3.10 head-to-head. They are getting an 8.5 start at the $1.90 quote as well on topsport.com.au. And the Roosters, they got the two points last week against the Bulldogs, but I wouldn't say that they were overly impressive in doing so. Yeah, the Dogs were, were actually pretty good. I don't think the Roosters were like crash hot, but the Doggies had a really, really good go. I suppose losing 6-0 prior, the week prior, sort of meant that they'd have to aim up on Saturday. But yeah, the Roosters knew they were in a game. Uh, obviously, they'll be keen to see Teddy back up from origin. The Cowboys aren't aren't much good, but at home, they can be a bit of an attacking force. So should be some points in this game, you'd think. Yeah, definitely be tipping the Roosters at the head-to-head here, but maybe one of those pick-your-own lines or you know your own head starts here and you can find a bit of value there if you are liking the Cowboys with a bit of help. Uh, Jared Warrior Hargraves, I've got to talk about him before we move on, Tommy. He's just showing this, you know some of his career best form. Uh, I think we spoke about him a couple of weeks ago that he would have to stand up in this back end of the season for the Roosters, particularly around Origin when Angus Crichton went missing uh, and in the absence of the injured Lindsay Collins as well. But what he showed last weekend uh, against the Bulldogs, big minutes, big base, plenty of points, inspirational carries. He took the tough work into his own hands and uh, really showed why he is on his day one of still uh, the premier front rowers in the game. Yeah, well, I, I don't really look at him often from like a super coach lens, I guess, but you mentioned him a couple of weeks ago and you were very correct in doing so because you look at his numbers, like you said, the base, 73 base last week. That's as high as you'll ever see almost. And other base stats of 69, 68 in uh, weeks gone by. So he's absolutely flying. And yeah, look at the FRF slot. Yeah, I thought I pulled the wrong rein getting him in for round 16 uh, in that match against the Storm. Probably went one week early, could have went to Haas, but with round 17 in mind, I did go to Hargraves because I thought against the Storm, usually a tough, uh, low-scoring, hard-fought game, was probably expecting uh, a score around what he produced against the Bulldogs. So... Yeah, all in all, he's been in this side of mine for two weeks. If he's churning out a you know sixty average or thereabouts, not too disappointed, and definitely one to keep an eye on uh, for players heading in towards the back end of the season. Indeed, uh, next game Saturday night, of course, it is the Melbourne Storm. This one uh, down at Amy Park at this stage, the Storm firm favourites, dollar eleven head to head. They give away nineteen and a half. The Knights, they have to travel here. Uh, they were pretty impressive, though, in round 16, that big win over the Cowboys. How does that stack up, that form against the Cowboys here going down to Melbourne, Tommy? Oh, obviously, it's a it's a rising class. It's like going into a Group 1, to use horse racing terminology, but they were good against the Cows. Uh, if Ponga can back up, 
I think this team on paper can definitely like make the eight and on their day, they could not beat the storm, but they could test them for sure. Uh, but yeah, I think they just need Ponga to back up. That's a massive part of it. One of the big names in on this team list that you'll see here for the Knights is Tyson Frizzell, uh, an origin class forward uh, would have made the blues set up this year again, if not for that injury on the afternoon that which the team was picked um, back here for the Knights, forcing a, a slight reshuffle in their back row, but uh, a welcome addition at a key part of the year and he will have to you know show that strong enforcer type form against this Melbourne pack which features uh, what is it three or four internationals here and uh, the newly named Blues vice captain Dale Finucane named to back up as well so uh, a big forward battle we're expecting in this one yeah absolutely and I've said on year that Knights Knights forward pack is so good but they just haven't really produced but I don't know perhaps getting all their troops back on deck a bit of confidence around the joint They'll start to produce for the rest of the year, and with a top eight spot on the line, they really should be doing that. No Pappenhausen again here, mate, uh, in your draft team. How are you feeling? Yeah, it's, it's frustrating, but uh, you can understand why he's taking the time out, and why would he rush back when Nico Hines is doing such a good job? And uh, I'm sure there's plenty of super coaches out there that, uh, particularly through the draft lens, that are hoping uh, Pappenhausen to come back sooner rather than later. But you just think, like, he's pretty much coming off what will be close to a 10-week break. Uh, would have been training just as hard as he would have been if he was playing games. So he's probably his body's going to be in a better condition come his return than it would have been otherwise. So uh, maybe a blessing in disguise if draft players have found a way to uh, reach their Supercoach finals without uh, Pappenhausen, which would have been a first-round pick undoubtedly. Sunday afternoon footy gets underway at Suncorp Stadium and, and different time here, 1.50pm kickoff. Uh, interesting. Uh, the Warriors and the Panthers... You'd expect one-way traffic here. Uh, the Warriors, they just have to be better with ball in hand. And even without it last week, they gave away something like 11 penalties. Just they, They'll get put, put away by 50 points here against Penrith if they do that again. Yeah, I'd agree with you 100% there if uh, Cleary and Luau were playing. But obviously, they lose a lot without those two. Burton and May in the halves. I think Burton's good, but not sure about Tyre and May really yet. Uh, Dylan Edwards returns for the Panthers, which is a big one. Uh, for the Warriors, like you said, pretty frustrating team to watch I think but uh, Matt Lodge was a shining light the other day against the Sharks really good with the go forward the line here as it is on Tuesday night as we record this only nine and a half the Warriors are getting so you think if Penrith uh, origin players back up which they are named to do the likes of uh, Brian To'o uh, Isaiah Yo, uh, everyone else in that origin camp that expected to come back that nine and a half it may look a little bit skinny I think uh, you could dive into that at $1.90 responsibly, of course, on topsport.com.au. Sunday afternoon, the middle uh, match, the meat in the sandwich here on Sunday, the Broncos and the Tigers. The Broncos, $1.70 favourites, they start. Uh, geez, that says a lot about the West Tigers when the Broncos start favourite in a match. Uh, minus three and a half, the line. Uh, yeah, what do, you, what do you make of this one, Tommy? Two teams which have battled uh, their way through 2021 to this point. Yeah, well, I don't think you could like promote a bet here and then say gamble responsibly because this is a game you should not be touching unless you have a lot of cash. Uh, it's it's tricky to say. Broncos were good against the Sharkies a couple of weeks ago and Tigers are just up and down, more downs, but some weeks they play all right. Uh, look, I really don't know. Uh, Payne Haas from Supercoach point of view, a lot of people will be looking for him to have a big game and uh, Adam Dewey back to 5-8 for West is probably a good move for all. Yeah, two names you mentioned there, absolutely the standouts here uh, from a Supercoach perspective, Payne Haas. Plenty will be hoping that he backs up and Dewey probably performs better on Supercoach than, than you'd expect. Uh, has a pretty good average uh, as we bring it up here. 71 to this point. Last time out, he scored 97 
seven. The time before that, he was injured and scored just nine. So that average is probably, well, it is most certainly hurt by uh, that low score when he was injured and went off early. A um, couple of scores over 100 as well, 141 and 114. One of those coming at Suncorp Stadium in Magic Round, of course, uh, the last time he played there. So... Uh, yeah, he scored a couple of tries that night and probably fancies his chances of uh, scoring a couple here against the Broncos. Yeah, one other player I thought worth mentioning here was uh, Tony Staggs. Second second game back from obviously various bans and injuries and whatever else he had going on, but 64, first game back, pretty good. Only owned by 2.5% of uh, super coaches. And like in a second, in a category uh, of a center winger that, you know, you can go with so many different players. I think Staggs is someone that is worth thought, to be honest. Yeah, and only played 60 minutes in that game. Uh, first game back from injury against the Sharks as well. So, uh, And that was without a try. He did have a hand in. I think it was a line break or maybe a try assist even. Um, but most certainly, Katoni Staggs wants to keep on the radar towards the back end of the year. Uh, so too will be plenty of these South Sydney players who just seem to score Upwards of uh, 100 points nearly every second week, if not every week. Cody Walker, uh, Alex Johnson, Latrell Mitchell hopefully backing up from origin here in this match against the Bulldogs. Uh, rounds us out here in round 18. This one on the Gold Coast, 6.15pm um, kickoff. So that Sunday evening slot is back. The Rabbitohs and the Bulldogs looks to be one-way traffic and uh, that's what topsport.com.au is expecting. The line, 25.5 as we go to air on Tuesday night. Yeah, well, dogs were better the other day, as we said, but you'd be pretty brave to bet against South uh, racking up a score here. I think from a super coach point of view, I've been so happy with Tane Milne getting him in a few weeks ago. Didn't really expect much from him, but he's been in great try scoring form and scored about 130 the other day, which is pretty amazing on a week where a lot of the big guns were missing. So that was much appreciated. Uh, for the dogs, I suppose we mentioned Josh Jackson earlier. He got 70 odd the other day, and look, he's not a bad option if you just want someone to, to do a job for you up front. That's a good little segue, though, Tommy, into our best bets uh, for this week. Of course, topsport.com.au, you can get on and have a look at all of these options, uh, same game, multi-markets, anything you want. My one here, we've been in, uh, seeing them well in the past couple of weeks. A little same game multi, uh, stacking them up here, South Sydney against the Bulldogs. Alex Johnson to score two tries, uh, Souths to win the race to 40, um, and South Sydney at the minus 25.5, happy to take that on. Uh, You'll get about $6.50 back for your investment, so... Uh, you think one of those things would lead towards the other in terms of tries scored. Uh, what do you make of that, Tommy? $6.50 for AJ to uh, score a double and Souths to put on plenty of points. Oh, look, it, honestly, it sounds like great odds to me. Every week you've pretty much choose up AJ and why not? Like you said, it's pretty much foolproof. They go left so often. He's always on the end of it. So, look, great option. I agree with you 100%. Let's talk our Supercoach trades now, Tommy. Uh, what you've heard there and what you make of round 18. How's that swayed you thinking? Uh, in terms of your trades that you'll be making this weekend? Yeah, well, obviously a lot will depend on what happens uh, in tonight's game. Obviously want to see everyone back up and get through the game safely, but all things being equal, I'm going to go from uh, Jaden Braley to Reed Marnie. Uh, Braley's been good this year, but he's not really seen the house on fire anymore, and I think now is the time to get Marnie, as we kind of mentioned earlier in the in the podcast. And also Manny Moylan, another I've had, I think, since the start of the year. I'm going to get rid of him. He's not been named again this week. And I've got a bit of money spare. I'm going to go to Cam Munster. I haven't really mentioned him too much this year, but 
He's been performing well, as he always does, and the Storm will be sure to be hot on the way in. Yeah, two good trades there, and uh, couldn't knock you on either of them. Uh, just one for me to this point, and again, uh, could very quickly be hitting the reverse trades button if Payne Haas is injured tonight. But as it stands, uh, Joseph Sawali out. Uh, he's not even travelled with the Roosters to the Gold Coast, so now looks as good as time as ever to sell him for Payne Haas in, uh, expecting uh, plenty of points from Payne Haas to finish the year, especially now that Matt Lodge has found his way to the Warriors and TPJ remains suspended for a couple of weeks at least. Uh, that leaves me with five trades. Um, not too much cash in the bank, but really getting close to where I want this team to be. Nico Hines is probably the only uh, obvious trade out that I have at the moment, and that'll free up plenty of cash uh, when the time comes. Let's get into our State of Origin preview. Uh, we'll, we'll go through this very, very quickly uh, as we go on here. But um, Game 3, of course, a dead rubber, but uh, it'll be anything but come Wednesday night. Both of these sides will be looking to get the win for their respective states. Uh, this Queensland team, it certainly looks stronger. They've had a disrupted build-up, of course, with Jai Arrow and everything going on uh, off the field. But again, on home soil, the match at Seabar uh, Super Stadium. Tommy, do you reckon they can be more competitive in Game 3 here than they were in Game 2? Oh, look, like I said before, I'm hoping so. I think they will be too. I really do. I think Pong is a huge in. He showed in his first game back what he is capable of, and they really just lacked any sort of attack, Queensland. And the game, the way it is at the moment, you can defend as much as you want, but if you don't have points in you, you can't win any games. So I think they'll put a bit of pressure on New South Wales through their attack, and uh, they'll play from there. And I'm not saying they're going to win, but I definitely think it'll be a good game. Yeah, I think you're right there. Um, usually... Uh, defence wins these big games, but what we saw from New South Wales in game one, I think it was maybe 2-0 uh, after 18 minutes, and then they just went on with the job, uh, courtesy of their attack, of course. Uh, the New South Wales halves, that's the big talking point, and I guess the big question mark over the Blues making it 3-0 is how does Whiten and Moses stand up? Um, Whiten, he's probably been you know not anywhere near his best form. You have to call a spade a spade so far for the Raiders at least. But a chance here, he gets to play his preferred number six for the Blues, his first time out. Uh, Mitchell Moses on debut as well in a pressure-free game. So uh, these two certainly hold the key to New South Wales getting the job done. But geez, you look across the team, plenty of fire wherever you look. Latrell, Tommy Turbo, Teddy, there's just uh, points everywhere you look, Tommy. Yeah, exactly right. And I think that's what... uh Moses and Whiten have to take into account as well. I don't think they should overplay their hand. I think they really should just do a good job of kicking the corners and then when they have to, you know, pull the trigger, find the players like Teddy, like Latrell, like Tommy Turbo and let them do the hard work. Just do it. Let uh, Whiten and Moses, I suppose, pull the strings and not overplay their hand. This one kick off uh, tonight as you listen to this, uh, 8 10 p.m. up there on the Gold Coast. New South Wales, $1.28 head-to-head the line, minus 11 and a half, $1.90 you'll get for that. Or Queensland, if you want to take them on with the plus, you can take $1.96. Tommy, you got any best bets for us here? Uh, Origin Game 3, you saw them well up in Game 1. You found New South Wales winning by some margin. Uh, what have you got for us here in Game 3? Yeah, look, a part of me wants to tip Queensland with the start at 11 and a half, but just the game, the way it is, these days, they could be close for 60 minutes and then New South Wales could score two or three late ones and win by 20. So I'm going to steer clear of that. I'm going to go with some try score options. Firstly, Ponga for Queensland. I just think at three bucks, I've spoken about how much I think he's going to have an influence on this game. If he can get close to the line and maybe throw a dummy or just go himself, I think three bucks is a pretty good option. 
And then Josh had a car. He's $1.77, which is obviously short, but I really think he's just going to be on the end of one of the players for New South Wales and strolling over at one point or another. So if you combine those two up, you get $5.39. That'll do me. Yeah, that sounds good. And I've got the similar line of thought here. Uh, I'm backing New South Wales at the 13 plus, though. I think that, that 11 and a half. Again, it's enticing, but it's just, I think New South Wales can cover that. And if the heads start to drop for the Queenslanders like they did in game two, then that 13 plus margin at $1.98 suddenly looks uh, very appealing. Uh, I like Latrell again. I think he's been in good form uh, on that left side. You know, Whiten's going to be calling uh, plenty of the ball. Uh, first try scorer, $13, or any time try scorer, $2.25. Uh, and if you're playing try scorers for the Queenslanders, it's hard to go past Valentine Holmes. Uh, back on that left edge, you'd think uh, playing on that preferred side of Kale and Ponga. I can definitely see Val getting at least one. Uh, You can bundle those up uh, with the anytime try scorer for Latrell and you get about $11 for your same game multi. Tommy, that wraps us up. A big show. uh, Origin game day as we say. Um, We got through plenty there, Origin and Round 18 as well. So uh, plenty to look forward to tonight, but also uh, a big festival of footy up there uh, in Queensland this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Don't you just wish you'd lived outside Sydney and could get up to the Gold Coast for the next two months? It's going to be fun and games for everyone up there. Uh, I'm just happy to see eight games of footy a week for the next eight weeks. I love Origin, but... The, the NRL really gets impacted by Origin during the middle of the year, so it's good to see a strong end to the year for the for the club game and uh, go the Raiders. Yeah, as you said at the start, uh, stay safe, stay healthy, uh, and stay up to date with us at Supercoast 365. From now right through till the end of the season, you can get us. We'll post our trades up uh, and also these best bets that we've spoken about tonight. Uh, go the Blues tonight. Uh, good luck with your teams this weekend. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.